Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live.
Matthew chapter 22, verse 12. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, Friend, he asked, How did you get in here without wedding clothes? The man was speechless. Capital C. How did you get? Question mark. How, how did you get? And we're going to just take a look at some things that uh, uh, we need to know how you, how you got that. How did you acquire that? Where did you, where did you pick that up at? Let us pray. Father, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, thank you again today, Father for the privilege to be able to worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, forgive us of our sins and our iniquities, which we have grievously committed against you. We pray, Heavenly Father, that as your mercies have been renewed this day, renew them in our lives, in our families, in our marriages, in our homes, in our communities, in our nation. We bless your name today, Father. We appreciate you for 
so many good things that you are doing, even though we don't deserve them. It is your grace, Father, your unmerited favor that you have poured out so richly upon our lives. Father, we can't thank you enough. We can't appreciate you enough. You are better to us than we deserve. You are better to us than we've been one to another. Father, as your people are tuning in in the four corners of the earth to hear your words of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, we pray, Father, that you will speak a word that will be a blessing wherever and whenever your children, your people hear these words. And Father, we pray and ask that all that is said and done in our midst today, in our meeting today, may your name, which is above all other names, gain all glory, gain all honor, gain all praise. This is our prayer. We count down in Jesus' mighty name. We pray Let the people of God say amen. How did you what? Get. All right. One of the things you want to understand about God is that God is as interested in your process as he is your product. What? God is just as interested in your process. Now, your process is how you went about getting the product. In other words, everybody that has a million dollars, they didn't get it legally. They didn't get it the right way. That's why you want to be careful of coveting. You know, we understand that coveting is a sin, wanting what somebody else has. Well, you don't know how they got it. You don't know, you don't know how they got it. I shared a video on uh, YouTube with a, one of the, the saints that follows the, the broadcast, um, demonic magicians. How these demonic magicians able to pass items right through their body and take their, your hand and stick their hand through solid objects and different things. And, you know, she was amazed. And when I first saw that kind of thing, I was too, until I, God began to reveal to me what was going on. Understand that demons, you know, you can't stab a demon. It won't hurt him. Demon can go right through a wall, go right through a vault, go right through solid objects because they were created and they were in, in, in operation long before the earth was ever created. So this physical world that we're in, it, it has no demon. It means nothing to demons. Demons come, you lock your door if you want to. A demon come right in your bedroom, sit right beside you. If God allowed us to see what was going on in the supernatural realm, it would run most of us crazy. That stuff, stuff don't mean anything to a demon. You can't shoot a demon. Demon pass right, uh, the bullet pass right through a demon. No problem. Well, what happens with some of these uh, demonic magicians and some of these individuals, they have, they have gone into covenant. It's called the black arts or secret arts. They've gone into covenant with these demons, and these demons share with them these abilities. So, you know, demonic magician come up right here to this pulpit, take his hand, you know, do it all. He'll cover it all up and stuff because they don't want you to see and stick his hand right through this thing. Stick his hand right through a glass, right through a window. You saw, you know, and, and because they, they've entered into covenant, just like as children of God, we have entered into covenant with God. And this is why children of God are able to perform miracles at the appointed time and at the appointed season. It ain't like you just walk around just performing miracles all the time. It ain't like Peter always walked on water, but he was able to walk on water at one time because the Lord told him. The next time he saw the Lord after Jesus had risen from the dead, he jumped off the boat and had to swim. But he was able to perform a miracle that time. 
So what we understand, children of God, is that miracles that, 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 that we are able to perform as children of God, that comes at, at, at certain times when God has instructed. It ain't like you just do it all the time. I can't just go in there. You know, I've seen God, you know, use me to have me uh, bring back the dead in the name of Jesus. All right, but it ain't like I can just go to the morgue and just be like, all right, all y'all dead, folks, get on up and start. No. But when God say do it, when God, when God instructs you at that, at that particular time, that particular season, then we can perform miracles in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, uh, uh, but what happens now, and now what God keeps flashing this in my spirit, go quickly to the book of Acts and show you how this was the same thing was going on in the early church. You know, some of you all listening to, to this broadcast, you may be, uh, have gone into covenant with demonic spirits and are doing all sorts of demonic things. Um, let me see. Acts 19 and 19. I think I had uh, uh, told the woman of God uh, early today, Acts 23 and 23. It, my, it was Acts, Acts 19 and 19. I'm going to have to make sure I correct that. In Acts chapter 19, 19, uh, after uh, the seven sons of Sceva were beaten out of the place naked and bleeding by a man with an evil spirit, and this became known. Um, people started holding the Lord's name in high honor. The Bible says in verse 18 that many of those who believed now came and openly confessed their evil deeds. Verse 19, a number who had practiced sorcery or the black arts or secret arts brought their scrolls together. Now, what was written on the scrolls? The secret, the secret, uh, um, satanic, uh, magical black art information. They're like you can go online right now, and they 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 putting this stuff online. That let you know that that time is drawing near. You got sorcerers and witches and and wizards and different things that are putting the information right online. How to levitate? How to cast a spell on people? how to do all kind of demonic and satanic type of thing. It's right online. I can't believe it. Well, this stuff was, was people were doing this kind of stuff in secret and in, 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 in hidden and dark places back in, in the early apostles' days. Today, stuff is all out on the Internet. Stuff is all out in the open. But many, the Bible says, who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. They said, look, we're not, you know, we need to be saved. And if you are under the sound of my voice and you're involved in sorcery, black arts, witchcraft, necromancing, uh, all of this type thing, look, you need to be saved. If not, you're going to burn, you're going to end up burning in a special place in hell. You need to get yourself saved. You need to repent right now. Drop that stuff. Don't try to explain it. Don't cast another spell. Don't, don't do another, don't do another, another. No. Drop that stuff and get yourself saved. Today, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. So, what we see here is that just as God's children 
were working miracles. Satan and his children were working miracles. Why? Why? You know, in a war, just like my side is fighting, your side is fighting. What? Just like God got his people that are fighting for him and fighting with him, Satan got his people that are fighting for, with him and fighting for him. What? What? The, the, the thing is, and the key, and what you have to keep in mind, is that Satan and his side is going to lose. God and his side is going to win. I hope my prayer for you under the sound of my voice is that you get yourself on the winning team. Uh, God said, Robert, wow, this is strong. God said, Robert, just as I have apostles, ones who I sent to share my word, to share my will, to work miracles in my name. Satan has got apostles, individuals that are sent by Satan. False prophets, false apostles, individuals that are sent by Satan to, 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 to uh, work demonic miracles to tell people lies, to tell people unsound doctrine, you know, to, to scam a whole lot of people out of their money. That's, that's, one of your, that's one of your cues right there. You don't need to go a whole lot further when you see that. Jesus never scammed anybody out of money. Never. And his apostles don't be doing that. Jesus received offerings, of course. Luke chapter 8. You'll find that a number of women that followed Jesus' ministry, they supported him and his ministry and the ministry of the other apostles out of their own means. But you don't see Jesus, you don't see Jesus scamming people out of money. That's the work of false, deceitful workmen, uh, uh, false apostles, false prophets. That's their, that's, their, that's their thing. All right, so let's move on here. Put down as a question, uh, um, this is going to be a good question here. Uh, explain the difference between uh, the ones God sends and the ones Satan sends. Just keep that in mind. That's going to be a question. All right. Now we're back to Matthew chapter what? 22 and 12. All right. How did you get? Now, now and I'm seeing how the Lord is keeping us um, on topic because even if you're working a miracle, God says, my question is, who sent you? What, what power did you use to work that miracle? As, as, as wonderful as a miracle can be, God is still saying, how did you, exactly what power was that you operating on, under? Whose authority was that? that you use to do that? How did you get? Matthew 22 and verse 12, we see here in Matthew 22, the parable of the wedding banquet. Now, remember what parables were. They were just earthly examples that showed spiritual truths, one of the saints said. Earthly, just something right out of the earth. That's why I understand we are without excuse. Humanity, because God be showing us all kind of stuff all around us of how the kingdom of God works. Now, you would know that if you had a banquet and somebody had slipped in there, they weren't supposed to be there, they weren't invited, 
You know, they didn't have on the right kind of clothes. They didn't. You would have sense enough out there under the sound of my voice to get that joke up out of there. You would have sense. I ain't, I ain't even going all into God and going to that. But you would just have sense enough to know. Well, so it is. If your character ain't like it's supposed to be, then you can't be entering all into the kingdom of heaven. God got to say to you, you got to get out of here. You, you would put somebody out of your banquet. So God said, what, what's the problem? So what these parables do, they be so simple. They be so simple. Jesus spoke to them again in a parable, verse 1. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. Now, first thing you need to understand that God is the king, and the kingdom of God is prepared for God's sons. It's prepared for God's daughters. It's for, prepared for God's people. That's the first thing you need to understand. There's, there's this, this king prepared the banquet for his son, not for robbers, not for people that have slipped in, not for, for people that are, uh-uh. It's, but the banquet has been prepared for God's, in, in this parable, for the king's son. And the kingdom of God has been prepared for God's people. So if you want to get to the, the God's banquet, you've got to be one of his sons. You can only become one of his sons by placing your faith in Jesus Christ. Then you can cry, Abba, Father. That means God, Father, by adoption. God now has adopted. When we, when we cry, Abba, that means Father by adoption. Jesus was God's only begotten son, meaning that Jesus came right up out of the loins of God, just like a man can have a natural son that come from right out of him. That's his sperm mixing with the mother's egg. Or a man can go and adopt the son. Well, legally, they are both, they are both the sons. But one is coming directly from the man. The other one, he has adopted. You and I, children of God, we are adopted sons. Why? Because we came into the earth children of the devil. We came into the earth, we were conceived in sin. We were shaped in iniquity. We had to come up out of sin by placing our faith in Jesus Christ that we might now be sons of God. Jesus said, look, I didn't have to come that way. I came straight from God. A son, a natural son, is a little different from an adopted son. Even though legally they may have the same rights. A natural son, that's my daddy. I came from inside of him. I came from his very loins. I come from that right there. Jesus came from God. We came into God. The Bible says that the king sent servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Well, that's many of you all out there understand my voice. God sending his servants. That's what I am, one of God's servants. That's what his pastors, his apostles, his prophets, his spokesmen. We his servants inviting you to come, to come into the kingdom of God, inviting you to come. Get saved, inviting you to come to the church. You keep right on. No, no, no. Inviting you to be a part of, of the move of God in these last days. You keep right on. No, no, no. We're going to just stay back here and just, we're going to just stay back here and watch. We're going to just get, but the Bible said they refused. The king, his servants, to those who have been invited. God is inviting you now. Now, you need to understand that there's going to come a time when, when the invitation, you're not going to have another invitation. 
You need to understand there's going to come a time when, you're not, when God is not going to send another apostle to say nothing to you. God is not going to send another prophet, another evangelist, another pastor, another teacher to say nothing to you. God, the, 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 there's going to come a time when God is going to be done with trying to invite you. God is going to be done with trying to get you to do right. God is going to be done with trying to tell you to, to live. He's going to be done. He's going to be done. Then he sent some more servants and said, tell those who have been invited that I prepare my dinner. My oxen, fat and calf have been butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. God, keep right on sending us. Every Go to the, the, the king said, go, go, go. Look at verse 5. Some of y'all out there, but they paid no attention and went off to one to his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, mistreated them, killed them. The king was enraged. So we got two things here that will get God upset with you. Number one, you're not paying no attention to his servants. And number two, you mistreating his servants. And some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, you doing one of the two just as hard and strong as you can. And you don't even realize that you're pissing God off on a very high side. The first group, they did what? What's it say? Paid no attention. I ain't nobody. Oh, Apostle Brian, ain't nobody thinking about that stuff you're talking about, man. Okay. I remember when I won't pay no attention to this same stuff I'm talking about. Took some very serious beatings and some very serious blows in this life behind not paying attention to the very thing that I'm talking about now. Some of y'all out there, man, ain't nobody trying to hear that stuff, Apostle. I got to go to work. Nobody hearing that stuff you talking about, Apostle. I got to go to the gym. Nobody trying to hear that stuff you talking about, Apostle Brian. I got to check my Facebook. Ain't nobody trying to, okay, hey. Okay, but understand you enraging the king with with your so busy self. The rest seized his servants, mistreated them, killed them. The king was enraged. He sent an army to destroy those murderers and burn their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding banquet is ready. But those I invited did not deserve to come. Go into the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. See, that's the beautiful thing about God. God going to have the kingdom of God is going to be filled up. Might be filled, might be filled up with you, might be filled up with me, it might not be filled up with you, might not be filled up with me. But God said, I'm a what? I'm gonna fill up my I'm a God, I'm gonna fill up my kingdom. <laughs> you that have been invited, you might choose to come, you might not. But God says, Somebody's coming. You say, Apostle, what you trying to get us to understand? Whole lot of you jokers out there might not be paying no attention but to what God has sent me to say. But then there's some of y'all out there that are. You know who you are. You know who you are. God said, I'm gonna have, God said, look, I'm going to have, it may not be the ones that was invited. It may not be the first uh, group that I tried to bring in, but um, go to the street corners. See, that's why I was, that's the way I got saved at, out on the street corner, not in the church, not at the altar, right out in the street, about 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. That's where I come to learn Jesus Christ. Go to the street corners, invite to the banquet, anyone you find. So the servants went out into the street, gathered all the people they could find. Watch this, both good and bad. And the wedding hall was filled 
with gifts. Well, what does that mean? That means that there have been some good people. I mean, some people that, that have really tried to do good and live good that, that realize they need to be saved because our goodness is, and our righteousness is as filthy rags before God. But there are some people that, that have really tried to, to live right and do right and then, you know, realize that that won't enough to get you saved. So they got saved. But then there's some folk that was bad, bad to the bone, and God revealed to them that they need to be saved. Well, here they both are in the wedding hall. But then the Bible says, but when the king came in to see the guest, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. Now, it went to the banquet. The, the host or the king would provide or the host would provide you with wedding clothes so everybody could be looking uniform, and that would be a way to identify the ones that were, you know, well, this character here, however, I don't know exactly how he got in, but he didn't have the wedding clothes. He didn't have the proper attire, the proper covering. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? Jesus Christ, faith in Jesus Christ is the only proper covering for salvation. It's the only proper covering to enter into the kingdom of God. You can't make it into the kingdom of God. You can't make it into the banquet of God without being covered by the blood of Jesus. Faith in Jesus Christ will give you a proper covering. Faith in Jesus Christ will give you the proper clothes to stand before the king. Faith in Jesus Christ will give you the forthright assurance and an ability to come before the throne of God. Because my faith is in Jesus Christ, God, you my father, and I'm coming to you just like a son that's in good standing with his father. He feels like he can go to his father. Faith in Jesus Christ gives us a boldness to go before the throne of God. Because our faith in Jesus Christ has made God my father too. See, when the adoption papers go through, that child that you were trying to adopt, he can now call you what? Dad. He can give you my daddy now. By law. You don't take care of me like you're supposed to, and the law will get you. Because you are, I'm legally your son, and legally you my daddy. Well, legally and spiritually, God, by faith in Jesus Christ, God, you my father now. And I'm your son. That's why I can cry, Abba. Father by adoption. I, I know I've been adopted. I know I come from somewhere real crazy. I know that, but I'm, a, I'm in the family now, too. I got an inheritance now, too. An adopted son, you mess around and die with an adopted son. And, you know, he, what he'll do is he'll get your stuff, just like a natural son. But a father died, natural son, come in and take over. Natural son, come right in and take over. Why? What are we talking about? I'm running things. Especially, you know, unless there's a wife. There's no wife, natural son. Same thing happened with my father. Father had about half a million dollars worth of goods and stuff. Won't marry, mess around and die. Here come me. Here come Robert, baby. Here come Robert. Let me see what's going on around here. Everybody get in order because I'm running things. I had no wife. <laughs> come on, Saint Six, make close out. So you say, Apostle, what you're driving in? You want to make sure you got on the right. You want to make sure you got on the right clothes. Jesus Christ put the right clothes on you. 
Jesus Christ will put it, fix it up so that you don't have to be ashamed standing before the king. Jesus Christ will fix it up so that when you stand, when you when you have your date with the king. See, we're talking about what's our topic? I got a date with the king. See, this cat had a date with the king. He just had the wrong clothes on. So now, because you got the wrong clothes on, because you ain't prepared properly for the date with the king, now you got to get the boot. You don't get your faith within Jesus Christ like you're supposed to in his life. When you do have a date with the king, you're going to get the boot, just like this man. Ah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Look how the Lord keeping us on point right now. So he won't wear wedding clothes. And the king asked a friend, he asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? How 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 you pull them off? King said, what we got is some security breaches, some security lapses here. Bible said a man was speechless. Now, just because the man was speechless, that doesn't mean he didn't know. He knew how he got in there. But he knew he hadn't gotten in there the right way. That's why he didn't want to say nothing. That's why a lot of times you mess around and, and you know, you catch a joke of doing something wrong, you ask him about what he, want, what he done done, he don't want to say nothing. Because he know he done been doing something crazy, he done done something wrong. Man was speechless. Not that the man couldn't say, oh, look, man, you know, I stayed, you got an open window back there in the back, man. I put a... Got a barrel, man, one of them barrels Jesus had used to turn water into wine. I stood up on that thing, man, and jumped right through the window. That's it. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to say that. But obviously he had gotten in there wrong. He hadn't, he, because he didn't have stuff prepared when he stood before the king. I want to encourage you. You, need, you, you know you're going to have to see the king. Let's be prepared. Let's see him right. Let's see him with our faith in place. Let's see him with our, our works in place. You know you got a homework assignment. Teach it until you on by, by Friday. Read chapters one through three and answer all questions, and he's going to collect them. You, what, what's wrong with you to come in there on Friday? Ain't read the chapter. Ain't got the questions done. Looking crazy. Now, when the teacher calls your name, you sweating all up on it on. You don't have to. You see, you can eliminate all them kind of feelings and stuff by doing what you're supposed to do. We can eliminate being all nervous before God and being all nervous before before the before the judgment by doing this. Let's let's live this life like we're supposed to live it. Let's do this thing like we're supposed to do it. Bible says, then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot, throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's symbolic of hell. This is symbolic of hell. For many are invited, but few are chosen. God is inviting a whole lot of people to come. They have come to salvation, to come to Jesus. But God said, only a few are chosen. My prayer for you and the sound of my voice, whoever you are, wherever you are, and whatever you into, is that you be a part of the chosen that you be a part of the chosen because if you are not, a, if you just a part of the invited and are not a part of the chosen, you can end up and will end up outside, outside of the kingdom of God, house of God, outside of the blessings of God, outside of the security of God, outside where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth and darkness. 
Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you today, Father, for the privilege to be able to study, to show ourselves approved unto you. Thank you, Father, for everything that you have shared with us today. And we pray, Father, that someone under the sound of my voice has been convicted and converted into your kingdom this day in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. We ask, Father, you watch over us as we part one from another until we see each other again. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest rule and abide henceforth now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen and amen. Question number two, what is outside of the wedding banquet symbolic of? What is outside of the wedding banquet symbolic of? Number two, the servants that were sent by the king to invite people to the banquet, what are they symbolic of? The servants sent by the king to invite people to the wedding banquet. What are they symbolic of? Saints, you can reach us through email at christensternchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444 and try D17959. On Spreecast, tap in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Sound Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen.